And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester Championship. At midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it at the net. Loud are in front. And here it is. Loud are All-Ireland champions for the third time. What an absolute epic weekend of action. Comebacks, whopping comebacks. Uh, clinical performances, do or die. It's all about the do or die in weekend number three in the Loud Championships. I'll be going through them all, the ins and outs, and I'll have the draw for the quarterfinals. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the We Are Loud weekend three wrap up and County Radar quarterfinal outlook podcast. That's a mouthful. And what better way to start week three uh, podcast on We Are Loud than the draws for the next round, the quarterfinal draws. And I have the relegation dra- playoff draws as well. Um, some fascinating draws. There will be a podcast going to in-depth analysis on the quarterfinal draws. They won't be played until 16th, 17th of August or the 24th and 25th or 23rd and 24th of August. So those weekends uh, is when they'll be corresponding. But um, the draw was made after the game tonight um, between the the doubleheader and Dunlea. Lovely setting. Really nice. I have the, I have the video live on the loudandproud.com Facebook page. Um, all the officials are there pulling a bit of a stand, uh, people standing around and interested in seeing how, who got who and bang on live reaction so this would be more or less who's in the draw who got who and a live reaction like I suppose straight away reaction to the initial draws so first up we go with Junior and the Dock Young Irelanders against the Malachies Lanlear against the Bannon Glide Rangers versus the Tones and the Westerns versus Roach so I'll give that again. Young Ireland versus the Malachies, then Lear and Stabannon, Glide the Tones and the Westerns and Roach. Um, I suppose the Young Ireland would be very happy with that draw. They would have taken the Mals, um, possibly the the weakest team in that, um, maybe the Tones as well. So that you're looking at Young Ireland and Glide being very happy with the draws. And then you have a lovely, tasty local derby between Len Lear and Stabannon. Um, Stabannon um, got got out of a tough tough enough group to beat the Mitchells and they uh, they suffered at the hands of Young Irelanders. But they fancy the chances against Lanlear. Um Lear had three games under the belts, played very well, and most of them sh- shot the lights out. Really, um, so that that'll be a really fascinating contest. 
the Westerns and Roach. That's another very hard game to call. Roach second place team in the group and the Westerns feel hard done by, by winning their group and then getting Roach. So it, that's a game either team can win. Um, who do you think is going to win? You uh, Let me know. So intermediate, we have a repeat in 1964 junior final. Toho won by a point beating Cooley. So it's Toho Cooley, the Feckins and the Kevins, the Brides and the Moctis, and the Plunkets and Mattock. And in the relegation playoff, it's Hunterstown versus the Glen Emmets and the Clans versus Napiercy in the relegation playoff. So I'll go through the quarters again. It's St. Finbars versus Cooley Kickhams, St. Feckins versus St. Kevins, St. Brides versus St. Moctis, and Oliver Plunkett's versus Mattock Rangers. So that's the intermediate. They really, t- really, like every year, you look at it and you think intermediate games, very hard to call. Those are f- eight evenly matched teams, even the relegation playoff between Hunterstown and Glen Emmets and the Dundalk Derby with the Clans and the Piercy. Um, could go anywhere anyway and especially with the threat and the fear of failure of going down those games could be on a knife edge so very entertaining games always are and uh, eight very evenly matched teams in the quarterfinals of the intermediate so very hard to, to pick it but I'll, I'll have someone picking the uh, picking the brains on those teams uh, come the come that weekend of it I'll have a preview podcast on it so now the senior and the senior draw is the O'Connells versus the Martins, the Blues versus the Joes, the Pats and the Sean O'Mahonies, and the Dreadnoughts and the Gales. In the relegation playoff, it's the Marys versus the Geraldines and Kilcarely versus the O'Rahillies. So uh, I'll go through them again. The O'Connells versus Nave Martin, Newtown Blues versus St. Joseph's, St. Patrick's versus Sean O'Mahony's and the Dreadnoughts versus the Dundalk Gales. And in the relegation playoff, it's St. Mary's versus the Geraldines and Kilcarely and the O'Rahillies. Like, really, really some humdingers there as well. Like, off the top of my head, you look at the O'Connells and Martins, that's going to be a really open game. The Blues and the Joes, you'll probably have the best team against the weakest team in the quarterfinals. But then you know, everyone remembers 06 and the Joes stung the Blues as well. Um, the Pats and the Mahonies is the uh, repeat of the senior final, the 2015, yeah, I think it's the 2015 senior final, could be then corrected. And then I think the, the the hardest game to call is the Dreadnoughts and the Gales, uh, very tough. And then the relegation playoff, you have uh, the Marys and the Geraldines playing each other, like, like those two teams with massive ambitions uh, this year alone. And then... They're playing each other in a relegation playoff. That's just not how their seasons wanted to go. And one thing about those two uh, massive, massive uh, potential with them uh, big, bordering and underage success. And then Kilcarely and the Rahalis, uh, they played each other last year in a relegation play, semi final playoff as well. And the Rahalis came good that day, and Hallenstein kicked a load of goals early on and just stung Kilcarely. So Kilcarely be looking for revenge, and the Rahalis be looking to stay up again. Who uh, unfortunately went out. They won a game, but it was it was left in their hands. To, it went down to score difference with the Joes and the O'Connells. The Joes won. The O'Connells topped that group, and it just shows the importance of topping your group as well. Like if the if the O'Connells didn't top their group, they would have been playing the Blues. They topped the group and they get the Martins, um, and then the Pats and the Sean O'Mahonies as well. Like that's that's just. That is going to be great determination, and both teams have that in abundance. Um, 
And then the Dreadnoughts and the Gales, two evenly matched teams, very systematic now this year, the Dreadnoughts and the Gales and the Gales, the, you know what you're going to get with them, a very bloody tough game. So uh, that is the wrap-up on the draws. This year's Laird Junior, Senior and Intermediate uh, Champions, Championship Quarterfinals. So who is on the Loud Radar this week? And uh, throw a couple of names out there. Um, Wayne Campbell's very good in the middle of the field around, uh, for Nate Martin. Um, you can never have enough midfielders in your county squad. And you can probably play a couple of other positions as well. He can, he's an eye for a score. Uh, Grey hands. Uh, so Wayne Campbell um, from Nate Martin. Colonel Smith. Um, as well, played very well for the Chosen though in their win. Inside forward can, can play out the field, can possibly go sweeper as well. And there's another, there's probably another slot I can have in this little who's on the loud radar. And it's probably, um, can we have him back on the panel, please? Um, so there's, there's the likes of uh, Colin McKeever from the Clans, uh, Daniel O'Connor from the Pats, um, those two lads, and then. You have Leo Martin as well, played very well. He's been playing very well for the for the clans this year. I know they're, they they suffered two defeats, but um, Leo Martin's impressed around the middle of the field, and he he has he has been not better known as a wing back, so uh, left forward as well. So he he's a chap you could have in the panel. Absolutely no doubt about it. Um, and then looking at the junior grade as well, um, Colin Giggins or Jiggins. Um, midfielder for Stabannon. He got a run with the he got a run with the junior team, the low juniors last year, and he certainly has potential. Like he, he's a he's a chap you'd take in and you'd have him training with the uh, with the county squad, and he'd definitely improve. He, him and the brother play very well in the middle for uh, Stabannon, and he he has he is he's a lot to his game as well. He he. He's a torn of pace, he's a solo runner, he's athletic, he's good hands, he's good size as well. He has played in the half forward line in a couple of those now junior teams and underage as well. Certainly a lad you take in and develop. Um, like I said about Wayne Campbell, like if you're looking for big men, you can never have enough of them and he can move as well and he can kick points. So you definitely look to have Colm on that on that squad next year, um, or any manager. Who he takes over the loud panel? You'd like to think you'd have him involved because he's definitely uh, he's definitely a player you could use in a couple of positions like you have variety there and flexibility and that's what you want if you've if you've a ton of players that can play anywhere all over the all over the field. That's exactly what you want. So no harm in that at all, and uh, especially a chap who has a ton of pace as well, pace and size. Like bring him in, mould him develop him and make him into a senior player into a county player um, and another chap as well who played, he played very well and it was uh, he was also in that game as well is uh, Trevor Matthews um, really clever footballer he's a slight chap a young player he heavily featured and prominent with the um, RD community school um, they're having an awful lot of success in the recent seasons, uh, Lennon Cup winners and what have you. And Trevor has been a part of that team. And he's just he's just a tidy footballer. 
you know, he is slight and he might be a little bit small, but he's, he's still very young. A lot of growing to go, a lot of gym work to do. But he uh, he's, he's one of these t- t- players. I know that he was on the losing side, but the ball seemed to be it attracted to him. He's always in the right place at the right time. He's always had time and space, which is not a good sign. And now I know it is at junior level and there's a massive step up to play under county. But he, he he shows he has that ball playing ability. He can read the game, intelligent play going forward, intelligent like intelligent good footballer. Um, like I said with with Jiggins, bring him in, mould him, get him in around the panel, because uh, he has that he has that potential. If he's playing with better players around him, it'll improve him even more because he does stand out uh, with R D Community School in in their recent success. Like I said, and. He definitely has potential. You know, you 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 like to look from as a footballer. He's a left footer as well. He can attack. He played half back and he just attacked. But he, I, I like the way he could control things and get on the ball. And he always seemed to get on the ball at the right time um, and influence things. Intelligent footballer. And you can't have enough intelligent footballers. So that's um, that's the loud radar um, players on the loud radar. It's just a bit of fun. It saves me getting abuse from picking a team of the week. Um, and it's great to see there's loads of potential out there. There's loads of good footballers all over the county. Lads that have been with the county, lads that are just starting out their career, and lads who are uh, always like good pros, as you call them, around this, uh, around their, their club squads and deserve a call-up and would go with the county and are good enough to go with the county or good enough to be moulded into county footballers. So it's just a bit of fun. Um, players in the loud radar. Um, a couple of people have sent a few other names in um, as well. We'll get through them maybe in the next couple of weeks as well. But uh, for now, before the break, those are... Before even like the new loud manager's names, uh, hopefully I will have update on that. I might actually do a podcast on that. Um, have some interesting news as well on, on, on a candidate as well that'll... That will be for next Sunday's podcast. So, stay tuned for the. I'll have it. I'll have, I'll announce that at the end. But um, yeah, so Trevor Matthews, Colin Jiggins, Cole McKeever, Leo Martin, Daniel O'Connor, Cole Smith, Wayne Campbell, all down here on a couple of pieces of paper, and just shows the bundles of talent out there about this county. Um, so that's the loud radar, and uh, can we have a call back, please? Right, so uh, senior football roundup. Um, I suppose we'll start. We won't start with the big one that everyone's talking about. We'll hold that one off and we'll start with the uh, Pats 113, Dundalk Gales 12 points. This was a, this was a funny one. Um, both sides knew, knew the crack beforehand. Um, the Pats had to win. The Gales could have took a draw, uh, but um, they, they could they actually were able to lose they could be afforded a loss as long as they weren't being bet by five but what made it interesting was half time they were down by eight points and they were gone and it meant it meant the Geraldines were still in still in with the hunt but um, it must be so frustrating uh, as the Geraldines to be sitting watching it, watching two teams play having a win under your belt um, and actually you beat the team you beat the team that goes through ahead of you, like the the Pats. Um, it's a, like it must be a sickener, but um, that's the way it goes. Um, 
they watched the two teams march on. The Pats, um, I like. I don't think anyone around the county expected them to beat the Gales after the Gales' vict- fine victory the weekend before. But they came out of the blocks with a really good start. Um, Danny O'Connor led the line. I think he's captain with them this year. Um, so he he led the line and banged like, half their scores one six. Um, so they moved on. That that gave them a bit of comfort. Um, the Gales came back into it in the second half. They knew what they had to do. I think it was a bit like that uh, Japan game in the World Cup. They, both teams were through. They didn't want to risk anything. They want to risk injury. So we just tip and tap it around about here and we'll, we'll play it safe and we'll both go through. Happy days. Um, quite similar to what happened maybe in the Super 8s as well. If if um, Galway and Monaghan decide to play for a draw in the last game and and leave Kerry twiddling their thumbs, much like the Geraldines who um, who go out in that one. Um, both teams in the same group play another team, played two teams from the group as well. The Pats played the Mahonies, and the Mahonies were in the same group as the Dreadnoughts. So the Gales played the Dreadnoughts. So that's 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 what they get for um, the game on Saturday night. Um, that's that's the thing, and then. Why not? Let's talk about the the Mahonies now. Like they're just they're they're, they're unbelievable. They're, the the amount of stories and the amount of uh, full value they give this past they have given in this past couple of years has just been unbelievable. Like they do not do things not even in a easy way. And they they just they're just so entertaining. You just never know what's going to happen. But the one thing you do know what's going to happen is. Um, Conor Finney's going to kick his freeze Conor Crawley's going to punch a goal Stephen Kilcoyne's going to be busy around the field around him and you just know they're never bet that's one thing about the Mahonies but um, what's fascinating is they were 10 points down on one stage they clawed it back before half time I think Kilcoyne got the goal before half time and bring it down to 4 points at the break um, after the marriage went 10 up they banged 3 goals in quick succession Ronan Carroll 2 and um, Dara McConnell S- uh, and then you thought the Mary's grand they're, they're flying here and the Manny's take off Crawley and then bring him back on they close the gap they just never stop unrelenting Um the Mary's just self combust, um or Dick Halling is red carded. Um that that just that just shows how much of a muddle you're you're in after the man. He's like that's your fra- that frazzle that you give away such a big lead, you get men sent off, your discipline goes, your head just goes. But it's just it's just um it's just the power of the Mahonies. they're absolutely powerful. They're a they're a tonic. They just um they never stop. They give you. They give you full value. Like it, be, it must be great to be in a Mahoney supporter. Well, I don't know whether it is great or not because your heart probably in your mouth. But they've given so much um, back this past couple of years, um, and it's Crawley again just haunts RD. Um, such a good player, such a good asset for the Mahoney's on the edge of the square. He's not just a big, big man. He's really clever. The whole play goes around him. He knows when they want to, when he calls the ball in, he calls it. And the balls in are usually perfect as well. But um just I was talking with the Super Eights there earlier, very Kerry like uh, Kieran he's the Kieran Dunne of loud football. 
like that he makes things happen when the ball's in the square that an uneven un, unnervingness about about the opposing uh, defence or the square you nearly need you nearly need a, an outfield goalkeeper um, on him and just oh, it's just it's just incredible how, like he'd probably do the same again the next day and it's very hard to legislate against it um, but they go through and like I said they play the Pats like that's going to be a, that is going to be a good game like that is there's going to be no love lost between those two Um Especially after the Matthews were beaten in the senior final with them, and then all that went on after it. So that is going to be that's going to be a humming over quarter final, and I think a lot of people will go to that now. When once they hear the Matthews are playing, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get full value for your tenor in. That's for that's for certain. Then Sunday night the Jocks uh, beat Kilcarly. And it was nip and tuck, like you have to feel for Kilcarley, they're a good side, they're a good senior senior team. They'll be unlucky to uh, go into that relegation playoff, and if they do go down, they'll be very unlucky to beat Kilcarley, or beat Cooley in the final of it last year. And they just seem to find themselves down there again. Ty McEnany was injured, they were in a tough group with the Blues. Um, McEnany did start, and he got a goal right from the throw in against the Martins, and then Samuel Roy level or well, got a goal, pull back a goal for the Martins uh, from the penalty spot. And really nip and tuck game, hard hitting, doggedness. You could sense there was plenty on the line for both teams. And then speaking of on the line, um, JP Rooney didn't start, Brian McQuillan didn't start either. Double substitution midway through the second half. They come on. Um, McQuillan was very first play, very first instance. Uh, ball breaks. McQuillan wins wins the breaking ball. Gives it to Mick Fanning. Mick Fanning, long, good high ball, direct ball in. No better man than JP to read the flight of the ball, collect the ball, and finish to the net with that language style he has. Just beautiful balance strike, and that was it. That just sent him under on, on the run. Um, Samuel Roy bagged the goal um, after that. Um, but like a lot of people said it around me on the bank, uh, Rooney's gonna score with his first touch, like he did against the Dreadnoughts a couple of years ago. Um he did, he torn the game and uh look at the, the that was a that was just a big there's a lot of pressure on the on the Martins to win that game. And now look at they have the O'Connell's in the quarter finals. They'll, they'll be happy with that draw. Nice open game of football. O'Connell's lost their, their group game I guess that's the last game I have to go through and um, they, they'll fancy themselves the Marins and then who knows they could be in a semi-final um, before you know it uh, and then once you, once, you, once you get a bit of confidence like once you win in the championship it gives you a great big boost they'll, they'll, they'll take great they'll take great um, like will from that game to to get over the line it was tough but they, they came through it and they passed the flying colours couple of weeks training now ahead of, the, ahead of that quarter final league game in between I think they're yeah they're in the top four as well the Martins um, I, or maybe they're not but they're pushing with the top four maybe as well and uh, in the league so this will be around the league before the championship played after they build it holidays so the Martins get through um, and Last but no means least is the Joes win over the the O'Connells in a local derby, um, like 
very tough game to call beforehand because you knew it was a local derby, two division two teams. The Connell's more or less safe enough to be true with score difference and what have you. Um, and like the Gerald lines, the Rahali's just they go out without kicking the ball. It must be very frustrating. Um, they're back in the relegation playoff, haven't been there two years ago. And they beat the, they actually beat the O'Connells in the relegation final to relegate the O'Connells. The O'Connells went and won the intermediate last year. Built on that, two teams, the Joes and the O'Connells. Are, like I said, the Joes more than anything be happy to uh, to have another year of senior football. Not not a very easy year for them. They they, they lost a lot of players. They lost the manager. But now now they've a lovely clash. No pressure whatsoever. Um, playing the the champions elect the Newtown Blues, um, but tonight they were full value. Colin Smith kicked a couple of lovely points, um, and uh, Alan Quigley as well, the one and only Quigs. Both those two boys accounted for they're five five points apiece, um, so that's ten out of their sixteen total to one sixteen to one ten. Um, the goal coming from Niall Connolly was. Uh, Who's the most potent forward? The O'Connell's most potent forward. Um, so they're they're still true. Um, and I suppose Joe's a bit of a surprise. I think if you don't listen to We Are Loud, if you're looking to make money, because I think the, I only predicted one out of the three quarterfinals, or the the last round of the the senior championship to make the quarterfinals. Um, didn't pick the Joes, picked the O'Connells, and didn't pick the Jared. Didn't pick the um, ga- picked the Gales, picked the, the the Martin. I did pick, and then the other game I thought I think I picked the Hardy as well. So, uh, no doubt the Mahoney boys will give me plenty of abuse as well. They like to they like to let me know when I, when I do wrong. But if if they keep winning bit of big high score lines like that, three fifteen to three twelve. Um, I'll be happy enough to take it. So that's um, that's the senior wrap-up. I'll run through the intermediate scores here, um, the final group games. Um, St. Kevin's beating the Piercy 117 to 114. Plunkett's beat Glen Emmett's 113 to 29. That's a one-point victory for the Oliver Plunkett's. Maddock Rangers won by a point as well. 212 to 211 over the Clans. And in the game beforehand, the Mockdas beat uh, Hunterstown Rovers. 2.13 to 15 points. That concludes the senior and intermediate wrap-up. Um, up next is uh, Junior. The junior wrap-up... Um, this, the Bannon Parnells 13 points the Mitchells 9 Glide Rangers 217 Dowdle Till 4 Cullen Gales 1-3 Wolf Tones 513 in group 4 Lanlira 312 Sean McDermott 37 Nave Malachy 217 St Nicholas's 8 points that is my voice for the scores uh, from the junior games over the weekend, and that those uh, that's the yeah there was five games on over the weekend. Um, Lanlear did did what they had to do um, in the five point victory. It was tighter than they probably thought it was going to be, um, but they, that's their third victory and their third outing. Um, so they'll be well, they'll be well um, 
tuned up for the quarterfinal, whatever faces, especially the 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 local derby against the Bannon. I seen I seen that game, the Bannon versus the Mitchells. Good game of football, very uh, tough, very serious, hard hitting game. Um, they be they be very close neighbours as well. Um, but they just tore into each other. Really, some great takes around the middle of the field from the J- Jigginses and. And James Clark. Um, it was fu- it was a funny game. Um, the Mitchells probably dominated possession, probably the better team, but uh, Stamanon just punished them every time going forward, and they're a little bit over anxious in the attack, them in defence. The Mitchells a little bit over physical, a little bit indisciplined, and uh, namesake Daniel Bannon and uh, Angus. Jiggins kicked a ton of freeze and just controlled the game and give them that little edge. Um, Kluski as well, very busy, and then Robert Callahan as well, who joined from the Marys last year, having left the Stabana, I think, when he was young when he was younger. So they got over the line and they have the Lanlier. Um Glide Rangers, professional enough victory in getting over uh, Dowdles Hill. Um two seventeen to four, like just Niall Sharkey again with two goals. He he play he plays a more of a forward role, but they'll be happy. But they'll probably feel they have more they have more work on more work to go. Um, they'd like if they want to win it this year. Um, they'll always have that in the back of their minds as well. And the tones had a really good victory. Um, getting through that group three over Cahill and Gales. It was do or die in that one, and the tones got through. Um, a hat trick coming from uh, Mark Lugoy. Um. He got he got three two overall, um, so they're 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 I think they're one of the teams I did tip to get out of that group. Um, they're not bad. The Fannings are I think they've three of them in the defence. Not bad. Um, another chap, Jamie McCormack, got about one six as well. So that's they have scoring power and they, they have their tight at the back. Um, it was good to see them getting through and building because they have they have there's plenty of uh, players around that area that that could uh, feature if they get the structures right at underage, um, massive housing estates, massive school um, in St Mary's there in Drogheda, it's a massive potential. So it's good to see them getting through to the quarterfinals as well. And last but not least is um, the the Malachies. It just shows how far the Malachies have come. Uh, they beat the Knicks. Fairly convincingly, um, Paddy Morton put in stellar stellar work for the Knicks, the veteran, um, playing a lo- lonely furrow up there for the Knicks in the forward line. But uh, the Malachies, they were they struggled against the Knicks for a large part last year, but this year was a much much easy con- much more easier contest, and they have the young Irelands next. They have no fear, they might play. Play with abandon and go out and maybe give the young Irelanders a bit of a rattle, yeah, and why not? Um, that that concludes this week's. Uh, that's the 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 third and final weekend of the group stages. Uh, I like I said, I will have a more. I'll have a more comprehensive and in depth look at the quarterfinals. I'll preview them all, make predictions, uh, get someone to do the intermediate predictions as well. Um, so that that's all to look forward to. Um, and like I said earlier. Special announcement, a special podcast coming next Sunday night. It's uh, an interview, an in-depth interview with um, 
um, Colm Nally, um, loud coach, former loud coach, current Castlenock coach, former loud goalkeeper, former Newtown Blues goalkeeper, manager, and uh, on twenty one coach, and uh, he's a new book out at the moment. Um, you probably see it uh, a lot of it's uh, a lot of it's getting a lot of attention on Twitter, and sales are going really well. Really in depth um, chat about the book. Football culture, where's loud football going? Um, infrastructures, um, how to improve young players, older players. Talk about panels. Talk about training drills. Actually, you know, you don't say that word drills. It's activities, and uh, just a really good, good chat, good crack column. Really good fella, and um, good interview. And he also gives a really good answer um, to the. To the big vacant position that's in loud football, um, the loud manager's job. Um, so it's well worth listening to for that for that um, answer and what he has to say on that alone. So that's next Sunday. Thanks very much for listening to, for, for this week and the last two weeks. Um, we get a great buzz with loud championship weeks. It's just it's nothing like it. Um, and the final weekend is always special because there's that element of uh, your your season's on a knife edge so the the games are really competitive and uh, really enjoyable as well for the spectators even if there's a lot of men behind the ball there's a lot of nerves, there's a lot of uh, heartache and there's a lot of absolute glory um, like we've seen so thanks very much for listening um, you can get me on We Are Laird on Twitter and on Facebook the responses have been really well thanks for following, thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe as well on your iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from um, I've been Daniel Bannon you've been brilliant stay tuned the, the, the championship is picking up fast good and fast the podcasts are coming good and fast as well so I'm glad you are all enjoying them and I'm enjoying doing them